Hi, dear friend. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM. This is Faith FM Drive Time Program and you're listening to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You're listening to Pastor Fabiano Nyonghuru here in South Australia. I'm currently ministering at Sinai and Meros Park SCA churches here in the South Australian Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm delighted to be able to spend the next hour with you, our dear listener. As you tune into this program, we would like to give you a warm welcome. And uh, if you happen to be in South Australia, it's sunny here. We are so thankful. God has blessed us with a wonderful weather today. And um, I would just like to uh, welcome all those who have tuned in, even you know, throughout uh, Australia or even abroad, if someone is listening from outside of Australia, we give you a warm welcome. This week, my friend, we have been uh, studying, I guess, different aspects of, um, of, of, of uh, I guess, what we call cults, uh, which are different church and faiths and how they respond to different questions. But the theme has been, does the Bible have an answer to cults? Uh, and so it is quite a, a huge theme to cover, but, um, yeah, but that has been our theme. Now, a cult, you might be wondering, what is a cult? It's a system of religious, uh, veneration or devotion or a system of faith, uh, directed toward a particular figure or which is mostly, I would say, from my own interpretation, uh, you know, one that is, not um, directing to Christ and his teaching, uh, one that is going on a, off, a, off a tangent. So does the Bible have an answer to cult? That is, that is the theme. I have my regular co-host, Helen Gray. Now, we are going to wrestle with this together. My friends, I'll, I'll be saying that, um, you know, throughout this program that, that Jesus has set out wonderful principles, especially when it comes to, um, you know, difficult situation in churches. And we'll, we'll look at that a little bit. But hey, let me give a warm welcome to Helen. Helen, you are welcome on this radio program. Thank you, Fabiano. It is such a delight to be here. That's right. Helen, we have been covering this huge theme, but uh, uh, it is possible that someone have just has just tuned in today uh, or at this hour, and uh, we would like to give them a warm welcome. And I would like to say, hey, if you've missed the previous presentations, go, go to faithfm.com.au, look for a program titled Big Q&A, and there you find the previous presentations and uh, and uh, you'll be able to follow those through. But today's topic, today's question is, does God want believers to be withdrawn from society or family or friends? Does God want that? That is the question for today. Now, obviously, in order for us to study together and understand what God has to say to each one of us, we need to ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten our minds and in fact today we'll be relying a lot on the holy spirit the leaders and guiders and so my dear friend please join us in prayer as we seek for guidance and we've got an, a very interesting topic but hey let us ask god to lead us father in heaven you who is who was and is to come the great i am honor and glory be to your name father we are thankful 
that uh, you care for each one of us. You understand each one of us because you are the creator. And Lord, we pray therefore that you would meet each one of us at our greatest point of need. We'll be discussing an important topic today, one that is maybe uh, sensitive. Lord, I do pray that you would continue filling each one of us with your Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit may lead us and guide us. He is our comforter. He is our companion. He is the one who has been promised to lead us into all truth. And so we are asking that the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us in this radio program, Father. Lord, continue leading and guiding. We humbly dedicate ourselves into your hands and may the words which we speak be words which are sanctified by you and inspire us with wonderful truths which we can share tonight. This we pray in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. My friend, I would like to open with a few texts and um, I just want us to, I just want to jog your memory a little bit so we can actually wrestle with this question together uh, because the, 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 the question of which we have, uh, we have here tonight is a very Interesting question because, I mean, let me read the topic once again. It says, does God want believers to withdraw from society, family, or friends? Now, I must, I must tell you, we are still living in this earth. So as we are presenting this program, we're still here on this earth. Obviously, we interact with people as we, uh, you know, go shopping in, in, into the supermarkets from Coles and Woolies. And obviously, we are still interacting with people. So where do we, how do we respond to this question as Christians? You know, there are people out there who believe that... Um, you know, uh, that the moment Christians start mingling with people from outside, they should be ostracized and, and, uh, they should be shunned from the church and, you know, they, they should not seek to be tainted by the things of the world and therefore they should be, you know, and the moment they do that, that, that they have actually, uh, apostatized and, you know, and, and they should be shunned so that way they can see the severity of the errors. Now, some people do believe that, but personally, I don't believe that. Now, I, you know, don't turn, turn off these, the radio. <laughs> just hang in there with me as we wrestle this question together. I just want us to uh, look at it from a biblical uh, point of view, uh, because uh, I believe that everything which we are going to study today, if it is not from the Bible, then we should not have anything to do with it. And we also want to look at, um, you know, we want to look at the whole Bible, what the whole Bible has to say uh, uh, on this as well. And so let me just share a few verses that some people have shared before to say that, you know, here the Bible seems to be saying that we should have nothing to do with these kind of people. Notice what it says here in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 7 and 8. And it says, So have nothing to do with them. And here Paul had just spoken about the adulterers, the drunkards, the evildoers, was pretty much, you know, the wicked, the people who do uh, wickedness. Um, so in verse 7 it says, so have nothing to do with them. Uh, in the past you were full of darkness, but now you are full of light in the Lord. So live uh, like children who belong to the light. And so they say, you know, you should not, um, you know, you should have no relations with those people who have apostatized or those people who walk in, uh, um, who practice uh, wickedness, uh, uh, people who are termed as sinners. Uh, but here is another text uh, which some people usually share. Uh, 
and this is found in Second Corinthians chapter six, verse fourteen, where it says, "Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness?" So, obviously, my friend, from this text, it sounds pretty much straightforward, and it says, "Hey, have no relationships, uh, uh, relationships with." Those who don't believe because light and darkness don't, you know, coexist. And so, uh, you know, but, but before we go any further, once again, I just want to share another, another verse and then we'll have Helen here come in and help us and lead us and guide us as we wrestle with this. Um, I just want to share this text in order to provide a little bit of balance. It is Matthew chapter 11, chapter 11, verse 29. In Matthew, the 11th chapter, uh, verse 29, it actually says, and this is, these are the words of Jesus. You, I'm just, I'm just, I just wanted to cross reference with this word yoked here. It says, um, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So Jesus is saying, hey, take my yoke. And Paul says uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, you should not be equally, uh, uh, you should do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Now, obviously, there must be a key. We must study what this word yoked must mean, what, what it means in order to, uh, to understand this. But I've set the ground now. I've set the stage. Let's ask uh, Helen. Helen, when you think about this question, does God want believers to withdraw from society, family or friends? And just like some of you know, some people would say that we should have nothing to do with unbelievers, that uh, uh, we should not be uh, yoked with them. What are some of the things that come to your mind? I mean, as a Bible student, what are some of the, yeah, what are some of the things that come to your mind? Maybe just as a reflection on this. Okay. Number mm. one, you were jumping from text to text so That's fast. Right. <laughs> I hope the listener was able to keep up because right. I was struggling to keep up. I'm okay. sorry. That's no, all um, right. You know, in looking at um, 2 Corinthians you read, wasn't yes. it? Yes. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it said, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can mm. righteousness be in partner with wickedness? Mm. How can light live with darkness? Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's more that goes on there as well. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. God said, I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God. They will be my people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, come out from among unbelievers. Separate yourself from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things, and I will welcome you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'd like you to turn and read for me 1 Corinthians 5, 9, and 10. Right. 1 Corinthians 5, verse 9. You've put on a very good, I, I feel like we're having a debate here tonight. <laughs> You've put on a very good, um, what's the word I want? Challenge. Challenge. All right. For shunning. All, All right. right. Now, let me have a look. What does 1 Corinthians 5, 9, and 10 well, say? It is 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9. I wrote to you in my epistle. Not to keep company with sexually immoral people, verse 10. Yet I certainly did not mean with the sexually immoral people of this world or with the covetous or the extortioners or idolaters. Since then, you would need to go out of the world. Mm. Oh, now that's interesting. That is quite interesting. What, have you noticed that verse before? I have noticed that verse before. Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess this is the importance of taking the whole, the scripture as a whole. 
Yes, we would That's have right. to take ourselves out of the, the world. world. You picked that one up. Maybe we'll need okay. to purchase a ticket for the next uh, uh, rocket going to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Paul, I believe um, he's urging believers not to team up. That's right. That is, form partnerships with unbelievers mm. because it might weaken their Christian commitment. I mm-hmm. think we've got that. That's right. Or integrity or standards. That's right. And that would be a mismatch. Mm. Mm. But earlier, mm. Paul had explained that this did not mean isolating one from unbelievers, which comes mm, through on mm, that text. That's right. Paul even urges Christians to stay with their unbelieving spouses. Ooh, okay, right. that's in 1 Corinthians 7, 12, and 13. That's Do you right. want to share that that's with right. us? All right, 2 Corinthians, did you say? 1 Corinthians. Yes, one. and by the way, when we say 1 or 2, 3 Corinthians, we are referring to letters which were written Two. There's no third. I, I was going to say, where did you get three <laughs> Corinthians from? I just, you got a different Bible to me. <laughs> I'm just, make, I'm just trying to make sure that our listener have a, uh, we have fun together as we study. You were just making sure I was awake. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So these are letters which were written to a people living in Corinth. So the first, first Corinthians will be the first letter. All right, the first epistle. All right. So first Corinthians chapter seven, seven, verse twelve and thirteen. Twelve and thirteen, and it says. But to the rest I know to the rest I know the Lord say as so this is Paul saying this if any brother has a wife who does not believe and she's willing to live with him, let him not divorce her. Oh interesting. Verse 13. And a woman who has a husband who does not believe, if he is willing to live with her, let her not divorce him. Hmm. Case closed. All yes, right. That was interesting, wasn't it? So Paul is saying that he wanted yes. believers to be active in their witness for Christ right. to unbelievers, mm. but not lock themselves into personal or business relationships exactly. that would cause them to compromise their faith. That's right. Okay. That's right. Now, Christ's own words. Mm. Mm. You can't beat these. Oh, no, I'm you can't. sorry. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, yes. And this was mentioned uh, earlier on the week by... Um, Joseph. That's right. Matichek. Mm-hmm. And you can hear me turning the pages here. That's Matthew good. chapter 5 mm-hmm. and verse 13 to start with. What does that say? Verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its, fl- its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out, out and trampled underfoot by men. Okay, we're going to stop there, Mm. but we're going to pick up on 14 in a minute. Mm -hmm. So here we're saying that if seasoning has no flavor, Mm. it has no value, Mm. right? That's right. If Christians make no effort to affect the world around them, Mm. they are of little value to Mm -hmm. God. That's right. Did you pick that up? That's right. If we are too much like the world, we're worthless, Mm -hmm. but when we shouldn't blend in Mm -hmm. the world. That's right. But instead, we should affect people positively. Amen. Just as seasoning brings out the best flavor in food. That's right. Now, I want to ask you something. How can you be the salt? Yes. Or what good is salt if it's locked away in a salt shaker? Well, no good at all. Okay. That's right. So here when we sort of talk about, you know, don't have anything to do with someone else, mm. there are cults that mm. do exactly that. Mm. And mm. we are counseled here that we need to be out of the salt shaker. That's right. Hey. You know, I, I don't <laughs> – I'm sorry. Am I putting a good argument <laughs> no, up here? No, it's just <laughs> – 
just like the term the sh- the salt shaker. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a good book by Rebecca Pippert, <laughs> right. and she's called it Out of the Salt Shaker. That's right. And I just loved her work. Mm, mm, but mm. you know, here we are admonished by Christ Himself That's right. that we need to be that salt. And Amen. to be that salt, Amen. we can't be the salt if we are insulated into a little group yeah. or if we shut people off mm. from their families. Mm, now, mm. I'm not going to mention particular names of cults, no. but I want to tell you how some people have felt when they've got out of the cult. Mm-hmm. You know, there's one, and um, I'm not using her, her real name, yes. but it came through on a BBC uh, right. program. Yes, yes. Sarah said, I don't speak to any of my family. First start, let me just say, sometimes leaving a cult or even a church mm. um, or faith, it's not just the mark of losing your religion. It can also mean losing your loved ones. Mm, and right, in many cases, right. friends and families, they actually are told to cut all ties with mm. ex-believers mm. or leaving them isolated and sometimes suicidal. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. they can be in such a strict religious um, we could call them cults, we could call them religious um, fraternity, whatever, That's right. that if they even say they want to change, mm-hmm. they can lose their life. That's right. You know, right. and I was thinking of Sarah, not a real name, but she mm-hmm. said, I don't speak to any of my family That's right. because of being disfellowshipped. I can have no contact. Mm-hmm. And she was... In her 20s, when she Mm. was excluded from this group, in a process known as disfellowshipping, Mm. she says, sparked by her refusal to live in an abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, I can relate to this one. She claimed her partner at the time had been violent towards her Mm. and at one stage left her with broken ribs. Oh, that's sad. Now, it says remove the wicked. Mm. But going to the police and involving those from outside this particular religion Mm. is heavily discouraged. Mm. And she said that the elders within that faith refused to punish her ex-partner's behavior. And it was only that colleagues noticed the bruising, convinced Mm -hmm. her not Mm -hmm. to put up with the abuse, Mm. that finally she fled from the relationship. Mm. Who got punished? Not wow. the not the perpetrator, no. Sarah. She was then consequently disfellowshipped. Oh, that's sad. From the religion mm-hmm. and of her family and friends, they cut all ties with her, yeah, because that, that group believed that outside the, this their religion, it can be detrimental to their faith. Mm. Mm. You know, it's it's really sad when you get to that point when you cannot even. Um, talk to your own family mm. now from from a personal point of view yes i I have a friend who had left a group and she came over to worship with us, mm. and her son was getting married mm. and mm. she was forbidden to go to the wedding oh, and if sad. she turned up, they were forbidden to talk to her cool. now that 's very strong family ties. You know, and in the end, they did give permission for her to attend, but she had to sit right up the back and talk to no one. Mm. That, I don't believe, is what we are doing according to Christ. That's right. He cared for people Mm. to the point Mm. that Mm. he wouldn't have split up for that. And and I I just I I just felt like crying when I read that about Sarah. Mm. You know, because I thought, goodness me. That's right. Um she had to go through the abuse. Yeah. And then um, you know, her close family ties, they've been very, very difficult to cope with. That's right. You know, and and she's now getting married again and her parents have been forbidden to attend. Mm. And she now classes herself as an orphan. 
Oh, that's very sad. And that's very, very sad. And, you know, I can read you many, many upon many, mm. and we're not going into them all tonight. No. But I just think, you know, and by the way, Sarah also made the comment, I look back, I do look back with some happy memories mm. because they were the last memories I have with my family and my siblings. But then I do have to look back and feel a lot of heartbreak mm. that I'm never going to be able to sit down with them mm. again that's for sad. a meal. You know, and when they die, mm. she said, I probably won't even be invited to the funeral. That's sad. And, and that is just sad. I mean, that's only, you know, one or two stories. But, but Jesus said yeah. that we need to be the salt. The salt. And, and Helen. And, and yet here we've got assault. That's right. Helen. <laughs> Sorry. No, it, 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 it's, it's, it's <laughs> interesting how you link those two. Yes. But, but Helen, you know, it's so sad that people who claim to believe in God can do this. Yes. Yes. And and I think this is how religion, and I say religion to mean the Christian faith, uh, because some people that's what they call the Christian faith. Uh, but it's so sad to see how some people have started, I guess, hating, you know, Christianity yes. because of these misrepresentations yes, of God and mm. His Word. But Jesus, but anyways, this is not the first time that. We hear of um, of the Bible admonishing us, or at least giving us stories which helps us to understand how we should rightly deal with people who have erred and so forth. Jesus Himself, in Matthew nine, um, from verse ten to thirteen, there's a wonderful scenario there. Of and I think if we should follow anyone, it should be Jesus. Jesus and the title there actually says the disciples eat with sinners, and it actually says there. Um, Some people would not call them sinners. Some people would call them infidels. Infidels, right? Yeah, unchristian. Unchristian. Well, yeah. here what I see from this yes. text, Jesus sat and ate with all kinds of people. Now it happened as Jesus sat at the table in the house that behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples, and. Well, when the Pharisees uh, questioned him, uh, Jesus said in the end, those who are well have no need of a physician. And Jesus himself was the physician. Yeah. Um, uh, but those who are sick, Jesus came to seek that which was lost. Um, in fact, we, we, when we read the Gospel of John, John, sing, John the baptizer, seeing Jesus, says, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Jesus came to a messy world. Uh, and, and, uh, and the prayer in John 17, didn't Jesus, say, didn't Jesus pray saying that, I pray, Father, that you should not take them out of this world, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's right. So mm-hmm. I, I struggle to understand how people can come to those conclusions. Yeah. Well, I think I did mention once before, I hmm. felt the bitterness um, of a minister mm. when I left that church to join the Seventh-day Adventist church mm. um, when he found out what we were doing he has not spoken to us since and he crosses over the road if he sees us that's sad and yeah to me that's, uh, that is so terribly sad you know when you've you've just quoted from Matthew 9 mm. and in that particular instrument, instrument instance that's right. the Pharisees were trying to trap Jesus mm. You know, you mm. might remember that. Yes, yes. And they actually thought his association with what they would call mm. the low lives That's right. was a perfect opportunity to actually trap him. Mm. But, you know, when you think about the Pharisees, they were really more concerned with their own appearance of holiness mm. than they were of helping people. Mm. 
Mm. And, you know, with criticism more than encouragement, outward respectability than practical help. Mm. But God is concerned for all people, including the sinful and hurting ones. Amen. You know, the Christian life is not a popularity contest. Mm. It's actually following Jesus' examples, and we should share the good news Mm. with the poor, immoral, lonely, outcast, not just the rich, moral, popular, and powerful, and not just those that sit on the pews in our group. Amen. Thank you, Helen. We, I love, I love the way you just put it there. And my thought just went to the prayer of Jesus, where he says, and this is um, Matthew seventeen, verse eighteen, where he says, "As you sent me, speaking about the Father, as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world." Yes. And really, this is the good news that Jesus has sent us to go out and be the light and to be the salt Mm. to the dying world. Mm. And any person who has erred or has gone off the wrong track, our calling is to go and, well, is to go and search them out and bring them, try to win them to the Lord. Dear friend, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to Faith FM Draft Time Big Q&A, a wonderful discussion we're having today. Does God want believers to withdraw uh, um, from society, family, and friends? Definitely that's not what we are seeing from Scripture. But, hey, hang in there for a minute. We've got a wonderful giveaway this week. If you could just send us your details, your name and address, and if you live in South Australia, your postcode too, we can actually mail this to you. Zero, and this is the number which you need to send those details to zero four zero one three zero five zero double seven. And I repeat, zero four zero one three zero five zero double seven. You may be thinking, what is the giveaway? The giveaway is a beautiful book, perfectly fit for this season. The uh, it's titled uh, "The Advent" by um, Nathan Brown, and you would enjoy this book, my friends. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Michael, the station director here at Faith FM. Faith FM is almost 11 years old and it's been incredible to see how God has used us to change lives around Australia in every community we reach. I'd like to invite you to partner with Faith FM in supporting and growing your station by giving whatever God calls you to share. You can go to faithfm.com.au slash donate or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM to see how you can make a difference. Thanks for listening. We choose I've tried but failed To walk in someone else's shoes Strange How I've tried To walk this road alone Not knowing The things I might find That I have 
washed away my sin. I know I'm. I know I'm. I know I'm forgiven. I know. That life goes on, but now the fears of living life for me are gone. I know that your love can save me from myself in ways I can't explain. that song called? It's easy to find out. Download the free Faith FM app for your smartphone or tablet to see our full daily schedule of programs and music. And you are listening to Faith FM, Drive Time, Big Q&A with Fabiano Nyonghuru and Helen Gray here in the studio. We are enjoying ourselves as we study from Scripture because there is such wonderful good news from Scripture. And today our topic is, does God want believers to withdraw from society, family or friends? And dear friends, we have just read Matthew chapter 5. Verse 13, which says that you are the salt of the earth. And we had just looked at how scripture, uh, helps us to balance this, this, uh, this, uh, tension that seems to exist in the minds of many, where scripture actually says, hey, even when Jesus also sprayed in, um, where's this, um, John 17, uh, saying that, he sent us into the world. He wants us to actually have a positive uh, influence on those who do not believe and those who have gone far from the Lord. But Helen, there was another text you wanted to read just before we came to a break uh, somewhere in Matthew chapter 5. Can you share uh, that with us, please? Yeah, thank you very much, Fabiano. Um, verse 13, we spoke about being the salt. Mm. Get out of the salt shaker. Mm. Um, would you please read for me... Uh, same chapter, Matthew 5, verses 14, and let's take it right down to the end of verse 16. Yes, it says here, Matthew chapter 5, the, uh, the 14th verse onwards. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, 
but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Up to verse 16. 16. That, that was verse 16. Yes, it was. Mm. <clears throat> Just what I'd like to say with this one too is that if people are actually disfellowshipped, shunned, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, and they're not to have any, any um, relationship with their family, mm. friends from their previous religious mm. um, groups, I know some of them, uh, are, they're put in that position because the people that do it believe that by doing that, <coughs> the person that's shunned will, will come to um, see where they're wrong mm-hmm. and they will repent and change their ways. Mm. My argument to that is how does people, how do people get to that point unless they have someone that is going to guide them? Pray, mm. pray with them. Mm. Um, <clears throat> show God's love to them mm. by by cutting people off from family and friends. To mm. me, it's like taking a log out of a fire that's mm. burning brightly, hopefully, mm. and setting it on the side by itself. Eventually, that log will yeah, go, it'll, out. It'll go out. In fact, right. there is the in that text that um, some of some are using mm-hmm. from the Bible about removing the wicked mm-hmm. from amongst themselves, mm-hmm. and they're saying like handing them over to Satan. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't believe that that's what God wanted. No, you no, know, He doesn't. Right. He doesn't want people to be lonely. That's right. Um, he Himself wants to dwell with us. That's right. And He is saying to us. As his children, you are the light of the world. That's right. Now, if we become like a city on a hilltop mm-hmm. and we are the light of the world, mm. it cannot be hidden. That's right. But <clears throat> if instead mm. that you're going to put it under a basket mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or you're going to hide that light, mm. you're looking at hopefully your group is full of light. That's right. And then you're looking at the rest of the world mm. as being in total darkness. Mm. Mm. Wow. Which reminds me of a story that I said the other day of the little boy who went to the window and he saw the lamplighter lighting the lamps. Mm -hmm. And he said, Mummy, look at that man. He's poking holes in the darkness. Mm. And that's what we're meant to do. That's right. We're supposed to be poking holes in the darkness of people's lives. Mm. How can you do that? If you are shunning the people or if you are having nothing to do with them. That's right. You know. Christ in that statement said in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see mm. so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. That's right. Praise, t- play t- tell me, yes. Fabiano, mm-hmm. how can we people yes. look at some of these cults, some of these groups, mm. and praise God that people have been sent out and have been cut off from their relatives, families and friends. How can we praise God for that? Oh, definitely not. And I'll tell you what, Helen, the reason why I respond that way, it is because what they're doing is contrary to what, what, what God himself um, says in Scripture, um, what his desire is for the human race. Uh, and I say that because... You know, not long ago, I was in the world. I had left the church. Now, if I was shunned and left out there in the world, it is possible that maybe I would not have returned to the Lord. But I'm so thankful that the people around me kept praying for me. They would invite me to 
you know, church programs and 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 God was able to work through them and I was able to, you know, to return to 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 God. There is a text that comes to my mind. And uh, this is found in in the epistles of Peter, uh, which says that God is long suffering. Long suffering. I wonder whether these people are also suffering, like feeling the pain inside that their loved ones, you know, are out there and uh, you know in total darkness. But the Bible says God is long suffering, wishing that no one should perish, but that they should come to repentance. Mm-hmm. And God has been waiting for so long. Now you say, oh, there you go. He waited, he's waited, he did not go after them. But let's just come back and look at the whole scripture and see what the Bible says. Well, here is the heart of God truly revealed in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his uh, only begotten son that whosoever... The other day, you said, you are a whosoever, I am a whosoever. Yes, we are. You know? Mm-hmm. That I was thinking of that text exactly. as well. Yeah, so whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, here is the question. Did we invite Jesus? Maybe our listener, you could answer this, you know, if you... Did, you, did, did, did we invite Jesus? No, we didn't. But Jesus came because he loved us. He came uninvited to give us a second chance. He came uninvited to bring light into this world. In fact, this world was full of misery. There was no hope. People, sinners, tax collectors found, you know, they found, um, they were attracted to him. And thus he was able to point them to life. When I look at Jesus, when I look at the message of the Bible, I struggle to understand how those people can feel at peace and feel like they're doing God a favor by shining other people's and they forget that Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So, who am I to judge? Can I just add to what you've been saying about John 3.16? Why were we yet sinners? Mm. Christ God died, for, died us. for us. That's right. Yeah, he didn't wait for us to come to him. Wait, Helen, but that's huge. It is. That is, that is huge. While we were yet sinners, yes, he died for us, for you, and wow. for me. I, I think for me that closes yeah. the case. Yeah, yeah. Tell people where that text is found. While we were yet sinners, I, I, let, let me jog my memory a little bit. I, in fact, let me use my computer here. It can be quicker. While we were, this is a good verse. Um, while we were yet sinners, and um, we've got a wonderful machine here. Technology is so good today. You know, we can just. Uh, I didn't mean to catch you on the hop. Oh no, it's all right. We can just pull out. Actually, that's not true. Up. I did mean to catch you on all the right. hop. Romans chapter five, verse eight. Yes. Look how quick that is. Romans chapter five, verse eight. I can I can read it. But God demonstrated. I love these it's adjectives. Nice. He dem adjective. I'm hoping demonstrate is demonstrate is an adjective. He says he's a very present active indicative. There you go, third person singular. <laughs> All right, God demonstrates His own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So really, Jesus dying, He died in faith. In mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. that we would actually respond. Oh, I feel like preaching. I would say, friend. Go and sacrifice for your other friend who has gone gone astray in faith as well, hoping that that friend will see the love of Christ shining through you, and mm-hmm. hopefully they would return. 
Absolutely. Mm, absolutely. Mm. You can unpack that a long way, can't That's you? Right. Amazing, That's right. Amazing, absolutely amazing words. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we realize the import of it. Mm, mm. Um that's something we can meditate on. That's right. We that's talk, right. you know, sometimes in our health programs we talk Amen. about meditation. Yeah, that's right. Mm. That's right. Mm. Oh, that's powerful. And you know, I'm thinking too. Whenever you're, you, whenever anybody is feeling uncertain that, mm. you know, and feeling shunned and that nobody loves them, mm. please remember that verse that you've just read, Fabiano. That's you know, right. that God loves you. That's right. And He loves me, mm. and He loved us even before we turned to Him. That's right. That, that's, that's right. That's huge. That is, that is huge. That's, In fact, that's we, huge. we struggle as human beings to uh, love those who have hurt us, mm-hmm. those who have done us wrong. But here God demonstrates his love. He demonstrates his love. Wow, that's amazing. That is amazing. And, and, and just before we go to another break, Helen, because we've got so much to share, but it's good to just take time to pause and to reflect. You know, talking, talking about, you know, those who appear to be sinners and we're yes all and, sinners. and we are all we don't sinners appear to be we are <laughs> <laughs> thank you i was going to correct myself yes. but yes talking about sinners well jesus gives a parable about the wheat and the tares mm. and so you know the wheat are the supposedly the good the good ones and the tares are the bad ones but 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 exactly yeah. and he says towards the end yeah. verse 30 this is Matthew 13 verse 30 let both grow together until the harvest now the harvest is the second coming because he says and at the time of harvest i will say to the reapers First gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Now you might be saying, how do we know this is referring to the second coming? You just need to go to Revelation chapter 14 from verse 15 onwards. The angels are the reapers. So the harvest is the end of the world. And so my friend, Jesus said, let them grow together. Let them grow together. Mm-hmm. Yes, this does not mean we, 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 um, you know, we, we, we just let people practice sin openly. But this is saying we also recognize that we are not perfect. We are j- willing to journey together with them. We are willing to pray together with them. We are willing to, um, you know, to, to, to try to redeem them. Yet while discipline is important, but discipline is not the ultimate goal. In fact, you know, I think, I think redeeming, showing love, uh, praying for these people and um, you know, showing them the heart of God is what is going to ultimately warm their heart. Uh, and of course, by God's grace. Yeah, yeah. You would find somebody would refer you back to the first text that, w- mm. that you used in the, <laughs> <laughs> the debate we were right, having. So right. um, they would come back and say, well, you know, um, should, should we not discipline? Should mm. but when you look at it, that was the main reason why Paul wrote mm, those verses, mm, 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 because mm. discipline is needed. But that's, that's right. Uh, straight away, I immediately think of how Jesus, when he was alive, how he he spoke to the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. He stood on the temple steps and he mm. actually called them. Mm. What did he call them? Calling. 
The Pharisees. The Pharisees, hypocrites. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. And, and he, he said they are whited sepulchres. Mm. That's very strong language. That's right. In, In other modern, words, they were dead. They were dead. That's in their right. religion. That's right. But yet, I've read in commentaries where when he spoke to them, mm. he had tears in his eyes. That's right. That's right. You know, he had compassion. Mm. Now, that word compassion alone, That's we right. could meditate on. Oh, yeah. Should definitely. we not be, even though someone, yes, you need to discipline them, mm. and yes, you do it in love, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. should they not be loved back in? Mm, they should be loved back in, definitely. Yes. Because our. our our calling is to seek and to save. Yeah. Jesus has given us this uh, work to do, to go out and to seek and to save. Yeah. What yeah. did he say to the woman caught in adultery? He said, woman, uh, neither do I condemn you, but sin no more. Yeah, sin no yeah. more. Yeah. And, you know, if you just completely cut people off mm. from the love of God, mm. the love of family and friends, mm. Aren't they going to go and seek something else? That's right. Oh, the enemy. Yes, the enemy will come in. Yeah, that's right. You know, and, you know, it could be by suicide, as some people have actually said. You know, they become so discouraged Mm -hmm. because they can't contact their children and all the rest of it. And and I understand that. Mm -hmm. I understand Mm -hmm. that because Mm -hmm. relationships are so, so important. That's right. But as Christians... We are admonished to have the relationship mm. with people. We need to be that salt. We That's need right. to be in That's the right. world, but That's not right. of the world. Not of the world. If That's you're right. a boat on the water, the problem isn't being on the water. The problem is when you let the water into the boat. That's right. You know? <laughs> That's and right. And that analogy goes with being yes. in the world and of the not of the world. Mm. You know? Mm. And we need to have that love of Christ so instilled in us. That's right. That That's right. we won't shun people. Mm. We won't. Mm. Lock them out of our lives. Lock, right. uh, lock them out of our homes. That's right. We will welcome them with arms of love because, Amen. as Christ said, mm. who amongst you has had no sin? That's right. Throw Let, the first stone. Throw the first stone. That's right. And yet the scripture says, all have sinned and come short of, of the, the glory, glory of God. God. Amen. Dear friend, stay with us. What a wonderful topic. A very sensitive topic at the same time and um, one that. You know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, you probably have wrestled with for quite some time, but, um, please do stay with us. We'll be right back. And, uh, you are listening to Faith FM, Drive Time, BQ&A, and stay with us. We'll be right back. G'day. I'm Bradley, a producer here at Faith FM. You've probably heard my voice before in ads on programs like Why I Believe, answering the phone in program intros, you name it. I'm often the fill in the gaps guy here at Faith FM. You know, I've been really blessed to see how God has used Faith FM to fill the gaps in the lives of people around Australia. And I'd like to invite you to support your station in sharing the gospel. Whatever you can share with us makes a huge difference in enabling us to reach more people with better content every single day. You can go to faithfm.com.au forward slash donate or call us on one 800 Faith FM to see how you can make a difference. I will love you regardless of anyone else does. I want to serve you even if I'm all alone. Though others forsake you, I want to give you my faith and trust. Faithfully follow everywhere you If anyone else does I want to 
serve you even if I'm all alone Though others forsake you, I want to give you my faith and trust Faithfully follow everywhere you go You are my sun in the morning, my star in the night You're my manna from heaven, you're my fountain of life You are my oil, you're my healing, my constant delight You're my shepherd protecting me, you are my guiding light I want to praise you regardless of anyone else does I want to thank you for the wonderful things you do It doesn't matter if I am poor, if I am plenty You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano Nyonghuru and our co-host today is Helen Gray. Helen is a regular co-host on this radio program and a dedicated student of the Bible and we were just going through some quite amazing study here and you are tuning in um, and uh, you are tuning in to Faith FM uh, and if you've missed the previous presentation you can always go to faithfm.com.au and follow those along there. Our topic for today has been does God want believers to withdraw from society 
our family or friends. And my friend, we are live from the studios here in the Seventh-day Adventist Church uh, in the South Australian uh, Conference here in Australia. Friend, if you have uh, been following this radio program, we do have a free offer for you. Uh, it is a book, The Advent by Nathan Brown, a wonderful book fitting for this season. And here is the number to send your contact details to. That is your name, your address, and if you live in South Australia, your postcode as well. And it is the number 0401 305 0, 0407. 0401 0, uh, let me repeat, 0401 305 Welcome again. And Helen, what a wonderful discussion we just had this evening. And once again, I'm so thankful that we could actually look at some of these wonderful key verses which helps us to understand the heart of God towards the erring one and um, which also helps us to understand how we should live while we are still living in this world. So anything else you'd like to share for the last few minutes that we have left on, the, on this radio program? Well, I'd like to draw attention to the the um, vision that Peter had, mm. and um, we often use that in our health programs and what have you. But That's right. you might remember that um, Peter went up onto the rooftop. Yes, it was noon. He was hungry, and a meal was prepared. As uh, while a meal was being prepared, he went into a trance. Mm-hmm. He saw the sky open. Something mm. like a large sheep came down, mm-hmm. and in the sheet were all sorts. Of animals, reptiles, and birds. That's right. And he was told to get up and kill and eat. Yeah. And he said, "No, I've never, I've never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure and unclean." Mm. And what was told to him then was, "Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean." Mm. And the vision was given to him three times. Three times. And ultimately, it was to go out. And regardless of barrier, language, cultural race, geography, economic level, educational level or anything mm. should not stop us from keeping from telling others about Christ. That's right. Now, if people are disciplined, fine. If they're censured, fine, because they've done something terrible. Don't cut them off altogether. That's right. You know, most of the early believers were Jewish and they thought it was scandalous even to think of associating with Gentiles. Mm. But God told Peter to take the good news to a Roman. Peter obeyed despite his background and personal feelings, Mm, you mm. know, and he even struggled with it again later. Mm. But God made it clear that the good news of Christ is for everyone. Amen. And we're all sinners. That's right. That's right. Sinners saved by grace. Amen. Amen. Before we Mm. pray, Helen, I would like to just say, Jeremiah 31, verse 3 to 4 says, God actually says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Again, I will build you and you shall be rebuilt. I wanted to leave that as a Can I just add one more? Yes, you may. We're admonished in Scripture not to forget the assembling of of the saints. That's right. And that means that we need to be able to join in, Mm. ask God for forgiveness and join in and not stop anybody. That's right. And that is actually a very important verse. Uh, I believe it's found in Hebrews chapter 10. Uh, and uh, a wonderful um, and wonderful admonition there. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. And my friend, we would love to pray with you before we close uh, today's um, radio program. Let us pray. Father, you are our God. You created us. You are our Heavenly Father. 
We are thankful that you love us and that your word says that you love us with an everlasting love. Father, it is possible. It is true. It does happen. People whom are sinners just as we are can, um, um, I guess, stand in your place, uh, seek to stand in your place and to pass judgment. Yes, while it is important to be disciplined, to be corrected, to be instructed and so forth, but your calling for each one of us is to seek and to save that which has been lost, to go out and to share the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ and Savior that he saves and that he saves to the uttermost. So, Father, we pray that you may cleanse all of us from all sin and unrighteousness, teachers and instructors. And, Father, I pray for that person who might be facing it difficult because maybe church has done her wrong or church has done him wrong or uh, the people who are supposed to be loving, who are supposed to show the love of God have shown the opposite. Lord, I just pray that your love and your and your calling would um, that that would it would actually touch that person's heart um, um, and that you would draw them with a cause of love, Father. And we recognize that we are all sinners saved by grace. And so I pray that this person will not lose hope and that this person will not lose faith either. Continue being with us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to say one thing, and that is God will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. And he asks us to follow his example. Amen. Good night, and may God Bless you. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. You are the